and welcome to You're Going to Major in That, a podcast devoted to highlighting people who majored in a culture and society field of interest, who went on to have successful and meaningful careers in a wide array of fields. My name is Marie Hunsinger, proud alumni of Chandler Gilbert Community College and social science and humanities enthusiast. I am full-time faculty teaching sociology at Chandler Gilbert Community College and serving as the faculty lead for the Culture and Society Field of Interest, or FOI. First, let's discuss what a field of interest is. A field of interest is a way to group similar programs or disciplines together, allowing you to explore related areas of study to help you identify your unique skills, interests, and associated career paths that will lead you to successful work life. The Culture and Society FOI is devoted to humanistic inquiry, appreciation of cultural expression, and attempts to understand human behavior within a sociocultural context. Our subfields include American Indian Studies, Anthropology, Communication, Economics, English, History, Humanities, Journalism, Information Studies, Japanese, Philosophy, Religious Studies, Sociology, Spanish, Women and Gender Studies, Creative Writing, and more. I will include the link to the full list of culture and society programs in our show notes. Throughout my years of studying and teaching sociology, which is a culture and society discipline focused on scientifically studying human behavior in society, I have often been confronted with a question other students in our FOI may have been asked. You're going to major in that? Or its popular sister question, what are you going to do with that? It is true that the pathway from studying the social sciences or humanities to a career is more nebulous compared to a major in fields such as engineering or nursing, but the skills, knowledge, and abilities you learn throughout your culture and society program are marketable and transferable to a variety of industries. These industries range from nonprofit and government work as a solid foundation for graduate or professional school like law or medical school, public policy research, human resources, post-secondary and secondary education, and writing and editing. In fact, surveys by the National Association of Colleges and Employers show that most hiring managers value a job applicant's skills more than they value the choice of a college major. The skills employers consistently rank as most important are critical thinking, effective communication, and teamwork and the ability to collaborate with others. The programs in the Culture and Society FOI are designed to help you build and fortify these sought-after qualifications. If you've ever taken a Culture and Society course that you've enjoyed and wondered, gosh, I love this topic, but how can I turn it into a career? This podcast is for you. Throughout this series, I will be interviewing people who have majored in one of our programs about their passions, educational journey, and how they use the knowledge they gained from their education in their professional lives. You will hear from a variety of professionals working in diverse fields, and I will pick their brains on advice for those looking to find work they enjoy with a certificate or degree in a field they are passionate about. First, I'll discuss a bit about my own journey within the higher education system. I have always had an interest in people, asking questions like why people do what they do, how social inequalities are reproduced and reinforced, how social change happens, how culture shapes individuals, 
and the ways that society is structured and organized. I had an interest in sociology without knowing the term sociology. In fact, I find most of my students don't know what sociology is until they sign up for my course. I thought I would use my natural curiosity about people to become an investigative journalist, trying to understand and uncover injustices through storytelling. The first time I took a sociology class, I remember excitedly writing my notes and reading them aloud to anyone who would listen about the ways external social forces shape our individual experiences and opportunities. So much of what we consider natural is actually socially constructed or created and agreed upon by people. I was bit by the sociology bug, and I wanted to learn everything I could about this fascinating discipline. Of course, this choice came along with that question. What are you going to do with that? And you're going to major in that? Yes. Yes, I am, I thought, not really worrying about what I would do afterward and soaking in as much of the readings and lecture material as I could, loving every minute. Well, let's be real. Most minutes. I went on to earn two degrees in sociology and I decided to devote my life to introducing and discussing these important topics with others, hence my journey into higher education as a faculty member. Today, I spend much of my time continuing to learn about sociology and other social science and humanities disciplines and finding ways to engage students in a field I'm so passionate about. But as we will learn in this series, you don't need to become an academic or an educator to use the knowledge and skills you acquired throughout your education in the Culture and Society FOI. These skills are valuable in many positions and industries across the labor market, as this podcast aims to demonstrate. So without further ado, please let me introduce you to my first guest, Dr. Linda Thor. Dr. Thor is a nationally recognized innovator in higher education and was elected countywide to the Maricopa Community College District Board in 2018 and was re-elected in 2020. Dr. Thor served as board president in 2019. Prior to her governing board service, she worked in community colleges for 41 years, 29 as a chief executive officer. Dr. Thor is president emeritus of Rio Salado College, where she served for nearly 20 years, and chancellor emeritus of the Foothill De Anza Community College District, serving the Silicon Valley. Earlier, she was president of West Los Angeles College. Dr. Thor earned a bachelor's degree in journalism, a master's degree in public administration, and a doctorate in community college administration. She has significant service on community and professional boards and enjoys numerous honors and awards. Hi, and welcome Dr. Linda Thor, our first guest on You're Going to Major in That podcast. Dr. Thor, thank you for being here today. To start us off, could you first tell me a little bit about your educational background and what led you to major in journalism? Absolutely, and thank you for inviting me today. As you mentioned in my introduction, I have a bachelor's degree in journalism. That enabled me to get my first real job as a public information officer. Early in my career, I recognized that I needed to get a master's degree to advance. Wanting to stay in the public sector, I earned a master's degree in public administration. Over time, I realized that I not only wanted to stay in community colleges, but that I wanted to be a college president. So once again, I went back to college to obtain a doctorate in community college administration. You ask me what 
led me to major in journalism. I have to confess that I really fell into it. In high school, I had a favorite English teacher. When I had taken all of her English classes, I switched over to journalism classes, which she also taught. I found that I had a knack for writing and editing. So in my senior year, I became editor of the school newspaper. My college of choice, Pepperdine University, offered me a very generous scholarship if I would major in journalism and work on the student publications. And that's how I came to major in journalism. That said, I loved being a journalism student because you had a built-in set of friends who also worked on the student publication. It made it so easy and natural to be involved and engaged. Thank you. Was there a particular type of story or a beat that you'd like to do reporting on? Working for the college newspaper, of course, the majority of our stories focused on activities at the college. But I really enjoyed those stories that focused on policies as well as the future visions for the university. What kind of classes did you take in college that prepared you to work on the student newspaper? What did you learn about or what did you enjoy learning about in your journalism courses? There's actually more to a journalism major than people might assume. We, of course, had courses in writing, but we also had to have courses on printing processes. And we took photography. And in those days, you actually developed your film in a dark room. We also learned about editing. We learned about legal aspects of journalism. We learned journalism history and also the companion fields of public relations and marketing. So it was really a very, very interesting major. Yeah, that does sound like a pretty comprehensive curriculum. And yeah, you're right. We don't often think about associating photography with journalism or printing, which has right. probably kind of gone by the wayside with the <laughs> emphasis on digital media. Exactly. Yeah. Today, the curriculum would probably be more focused on social media and mass media. Yes, definitely. And podcasting. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, thank you. Could you speak to your long and successful career working in higher education? Sure. As I mentioned, I started as a public information officer for the Los Angeles Community College District. And in many ways, my story is one of being in the right place at the right time. I could have been assigned to one of the nine colleges, all of which had a public information officer. But instead, I was assigned to the college district headquarters. And fortunately, I caught the attention of the chancellor, the head of the district, who, I should mention, had a master's degree in journalism. After just one year, I was promoted to director of communications for the system, making me at the time not only the youngest director, but the only female director. 
things have certainly changed for women since that time. I was privileged to have had a total of five promotions in my first 12 years in the community colleges. So that took me from that entry-level position as a public information officer to president of West Los Angeles College. I became a college president when I had just turned 36 years old. Following West Los Angeles College, I was president of Rio Salado College for nearly 20 years, and I completed my career as chancellor up in the Silicon Valley in 2015. I returned to our home here in Phoenix, and in 2016, I ran for the governing board of the Maricopa Community Colleges and was elected and was reelected in 2020. What advice would you give to young professionals just coming out of their college education noticed by someone like your boss, the chancellor? As I reflect back on it, there were a number of things that I did, not necessarily consciously, but instinctively. Being a public information officer, I was responsible for the employee publication. I wanted, of course, to find out what the employees wanted to read about. I went out and started interviewing people and particularly leaders in the organization. And then I went back and implemented what they told me. And it was those changes that caught the attention of the chancellor who wanted to know what was going on over in the public information office that things started looking different. And then Over time, I think he really wanted to see what I was capable of doing. So he began giving me assignments that were outside of my job description. And I didn't balk at that at all. In fact, I loved it. And by doing assignments outside of my regular job description, it enabled people to begin to see me in a different light. But I also, at the same time, was looking around to see what were the skills, the behavior, the experiences, and the education of people that were above me in the organization. And that's when I realized that I needed to get a master's degree. Because when you work in an institution of higher education, advanced degrees are not only important, but they're valued and expected. And then, again, as I moved along, I became clearer that I wanted to be a college president. And though it's not impossible to become a president without a doctor, it is particularly difficult for a woman to become a president without a doctorate. I was following the advice and guidance of my mentor, and I believe that made all the difference. Wow. You sound very competent and just like a go-getter when you were right out of college, doing your informational interviews, taking stock of what gets people noticed. How did you know to do all that? So I graduated from college really at the height of the women's movement. And things were beginning to open up for women. As I mentioned, when I became a director, I was the first female director in the massive Los Angeles Community College District. When I became a college president, I was only the 12th female 
college president among the 107 community colleges in California. But at that time, you really had the benefit of a lot of books that were coming out uh, with titles such as Games Mother Never Taught Me (laughs) that were teaching women how to understand sports metaphors and so on. There were magazines like Ms. Magazine and so on. So it was there was just a lot of focus on helping women move up. And I just absorbed all of that and implemented it as best that I could. So we're really a product of the political moment of your time. Yes. Like you said, the right place at the right time. Yeah. But also you had the individual skills and curiosity to acquire what you needed in order to move up. I also had privilege of working in a mission-driven organization. I was very passionate about the difference that community colleges make in people's lives. I knew that my work was making a difference, and that really drove me to want to do the best possible job that I could. That's your intrinsic motivation. Absolutely. Your psychology folks out there. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. My next question has to do with your skills that you learned from your journalism education. Which skills from your undergraduate work did you use in your career? Even today on the governing board, have you used any skills that you learned from your journalism degree? How about outside your career as well? I used my journalism skills throughout my career, no doubt about that. In fact, I would often say that my role as a college president was basically the same as that of a public information officer, only I was paid a lot more. And, And what I mean is that a leader must be an excellent communicator, and that's both in writing and in speaking. And a leader, like a journalist, must know how to persuade, and they have to be trustworthy. They have to build trust. A leader, like a journalist, must be able to convey ideas, to convey a vision, to maintain a reputation, and to influence the culture of an organization. And a leader, like a journalist, must look at all sides of an issue before reaching a conclusion. And that makes a really good administrator, a really good college president that doesn't act on the first story that they've been told, but rather recognizes that there's always more than one side to a story and you need to look at all of the sides before making a decision. I think as for my personal life, I think my now adult children would say that they appreciated my editing skills (laughs) uh, when they had term papers due. But again, the things that I talked about in terms of my years as a college president or a chancellor also apply to my service on the governing board. Uh, Because again, it's about being trustworthy, about being able to ask the right questions, to communicate effectively, to look at all sides of the issue. I can definitely see how a journalism degree would help you cultivate that perspective taking, being able to view different issues depending on that person's 
what we call in sociology, social location, mm-hmm. uh, or your gender, your race, your class, your age, all of those factors intersect to affect how you view an issue or how you perceive opportunities or different problems within the organization. My next question for you is, in your experience working in higher education, what are employers looking for in terms of desired skills and abilities? Did your journalism degree help cultivate these skills in you? I agree with the skills and abilities that you identified in your introduction. You said that employers want people who can think critically, who can communicate, and who can work in team and collaborate. So without a doubt, my journalism degree helped me enormously to develop those. As an example of critical thinking, I mentioned earlier that journalists must look at all sides of a story. In Journalism 101, they teach you to ask the five W's and H. That's who, what, when, where, why, and how. Effective written and verbal communication is clearly the fundamental skill of journalism. And then collaboration and teamwork are also essential in journalism, whether you're compiling a publication, you're running a PR or marketing campaign, or you're producing segments of all types of media. So a journalism major clearly gives you the skills that are most sought after by employers, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think another skill that probably reinforced in your journalism degree, especially today, is information literacy. I think that's, you know, in the era of misinformation, that is a very important skill for, for students to learn is media literacy, how to evaluate a source critically, looking at, like you said, all sides of a perspective and amplifying the perspectives that have more evidence and and science. Exactly, because in the age that we live in, it's very easy, whether it's what television shows you're watching, podcasts that you're listening to, social media sites that you're following, to read and hear and see only information that you already agree with. And a journalist has to force themselves to look at the other side. Yeah, what you mentioned is called confirmation bias. And that makes for a really bad journalist. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You will definitely get a lot of bad comments in your article (laughs) if you don't have those skills. Well, my final question for you is, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in studying journalism? I think I remind them that journalism majors are not found just in newsrooms, whether it's a print or a broadcast newsroom, that the skills that are learned in a journalism degree can lead to a whole variety of careers, uh, relations, marketing, publishing, social media, politics, education, government, you know, and I could go on. My mentor, who I've mentioned before, who was the former chancellor of the Los Angeles Community College District, once told me that if he had two equally qualified candidates for a position, and one had a degree in journalism, that he would pick that person because he knew that they would be fair, analytical, accurate, clear, and persuasive. 
So I think if that's how you would like to be described, then you might want to consider a degree in journalism. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experiences with our students in the culture and society field of interest. Do you have any last parting thoughts before we conclude our interview? Only that even if you decide not to consider majoring in journalism, do in one of the liberal arts areas. Today, there's so much emphasis on the STEM fields and so on that people forget that liberal arts really is very fundamental to leading a good life and being a successful and well-rounded employee. So here's a shout out to the liberal arts. All right. Well, we'll take it. We'll take it from governing board member, Dr. Linda Thor, President Emeritus of Rio Salado College, Chancellor Emeritus of the Foothill de Anza Community College District in California. Thank you so much for spending the afternoon with me today, Dr. Thor. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. 